I don't think we should go too long without making a shout out to the only listener with two questions, mutual friend of ours and Chuck's. Uh, this episode would not have happened without Tyler Jones for that. We thank you, Tyler. Uh, he had two questions that go along um, some pretty interesting areas. Uh, the first question he asked is, uh, define, he'd like you to define liminal spaces and limnoid events. Uh, uh, so uh, a lot of what I do uh, was described theoretically by a British cultural anthropologist named Victor Turner. And Victor Turner, his work is also a little bit explored by uh, uh, Lewis Hyde, uh, the academic who's written some fantastic books uh, like Trickster Makes This World and The Gift. So according to Victor Turner, there are events in the world uh, throughout our lives that are called liminal events. And the liminal refers to kind of threshold so there are the, the events that happen between this part of our life and the next part of our life. Mm. And the classic example is the honeymoon. When people get married, they have to leave their community for an archetypal three days. And three days is kind of the completely classical amount of time. Uh, uh, Jonah was inside the whale three days before he was barfed up. After Christ was killed, this being... Good Friday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He went to hell for three days. And so typically, when you're in a liminal state, you have to leave the culture for three days. And when you come back from honeymoon, you are recognized no longer as two single individuals, but as a united couple who will be united in the eyes of their peers for the rest of their lives. So other examples, other sort of characteristics of of liminal events is they tend to be characterized as kind of uh, between seasons. They might be like Halloween, which is between the sort of autumn and the winter or however you see it between life and death. But it's characterized by a reversal of the power hierarchy. So people who have no power, children, dress as things that are between things. They, they dress as beasts, animals, or they dress as outcasts like cowboys or hobos or transients, or they cross-dress in the clothing of another gender, or they dress as things that are dead and not dead, like ghosts or zombies or vampires. So these, these members of the community who have no power dress as these kind of in between archetypes, and then they go around and they demand tribute. And if you don't give them tribute, they're allowed to do property damage. Until the 1920s, Halloween had become such an evening of property damage that in the, in the 20s, insurance companies who were paying for all the slash tires and all the burned down houses and all the wrecked fences, insurance companies went together with major newspapers and decided, we have got to reinvent Halloween. So Halloween suddenly became, they matched up with candy companies. And they said, how about if kids go out and we give them candy and we don't have to pay all these insurance claims. So in the 20s, that's when Halloween became what we know. But before that, it was really about this enormous shakedown of people with property were basically blackmailed to give tribute to people who had no property. 
Uh, Christmas caroling was very much the same. Another limnoid event, well, limnal event, where people would go, people who had no power, no money, they would go to the to wealthy people and they would sing Christmas carols and they would be rewarded with money and with food and with liquor. Uh, there were also, there's so many things like uh, old funerals. You know what, why we give flowers at a funeral? It's because in old times, when people with resources had someone die in their family, people who were poor in the community, would they would go out and they would gather herbs and flowers. And there was something called the, the rite of passing over, where the poor people would stand on one side of the casket and the rich people, the, the, the grieving people, would stand on the other side of the casket. And the poor people would pass the flowers over the dead body. And the rich people would pass food and money over the dead body to the poor people. Mm. So again, we have a, a liminal moment between life and death in which the power hierarchy is being reversed for one, one time. Lent used to be a free-for-all. During Lent in the medieval era, era, Lewis Hyde writes about this. The clergy in medieval cities would ride on horse carts and they would throw feces at people in the crowds and people were allowed to go into churches and to eat and to drink and to fornicate. So it was this complete reversal of the status quo for just one day. Uh, anyway, liminal events, they traditionally occur between one state and the next state, whether it's between life and death, uh, between seasons, uh, between states of being married or single, Limnoid events. Limnoid events are things that have the characteristics of liminal events, but they can happen anytime. They're like Burning Man. Mm. They're like concerts where typically you go and you pay a fee. And one characteristic is that there is a flattened hierarchy of, of status, a flattened status hierarchy where everyone has the same sort of social status at, at Burning Man. Nobody is up, nobody is down. And so what I love to do is invent limnoid events, like Fight Club would be a limnoid event. It right. only exists during the time when it's actually taking place. It can take place anywhere. You have to be kind of informed to go there. And when you go there, you are no more important than anyone else who's there. So so many of my books are about creating these limnoid uh, rituals, which sort of mimic limnal, traditional limnal rituals. And now I've just given you the wonkiest, longest answer yet. <laughs> I love it. I, and I, I see your eyelids just sinking no, down. Not at all. No way, no, man. See, I, no, I'm curious. Now, my, <clears throat> my favorite from your back catalog is Haunted. It, it always has been. So would you consider uh, the gathering of, you know, the writers to craft their masterpieces? Does that fit into your explanation? Every writer's workshop, every kind of creative <laughs> kind of sequestering is yeah. a limnoid event where you're stepping out of the world. There is no power structure. Everyone is kind of equal. And you're away from the world long enough to be validated in what you do but eventually you have to break up and go back into the world. Uh, hmm. I've taught at workshops 
where people have studied together for six weeks. And after those six weeks, they're more emotionally attached to each other than they are to family that they have known for decades. And it's heartbreaking to see them come apart. So yeah, any kind of artistic workshop or uh, you know, sequestering is a, a completely a limnoid event.